Warning, this podcast contains adult language, mature situations, a literary book club that reads Harlequin novels, the trials teens go through as they mature, relationship issues, misunderstandings, and abbreviations for you-know-what. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 384, Oh Maidens in Your Savage Season. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spyric and Manga View. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? So, hope you've been well during this really crazy time, and guess what? It is no longer summer, it is now officially the beginning of the third season of 2020. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Is it going to be crazy? Well, we're going to find out how it all turns out. I'm kind of worried and concerned, but we're going to see how all this is going to turn out. Anyway, I know I'm sounding weird and crazy, but it's been one of those days and I'm kind of excited because there's a lot to talk about. And surprisingly, there was a lot of weird news this week. So anyway, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is some podcast and vain reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Pretty much what that means is every episode I talk about one to two geeky topics and I tell you the pros and cons about it. And since this is the manga review, obviously we talk about manga. And I tell you how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our over 800 podcast episodes at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and various other social media sites. Just type in SPI, R-A-K-N, I guarantee you find us one way or the other. Also, if you want to email me, if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me personally at X-A-N, that's Zan, at Spirekin.com. You can also go to our iTunes uh, page to rate us at tinyurl.com forward slash H-E-L-P-X-A-N. Thought it made easier with a tiny URL. And then finally, if you want to go to our Discord where you can comment on all the really cool things that we talk about with our various podcasts and look at the list for that one, not only the Wheel of Manga, you could check it out at discord.gg forward slash UU42KFR. Go to that link and you can join our Discord. Now... If you have any questions about that, you can go to our show notes and just leave a comment. And so, with that in mind, now I'm done shamelessly shilling everything and selling my wares. Let's get to some of the manga news of the week because we've got a lot to talk about this week because a lot has happened. So, the first thing is really big, really cool, is that there's another virtual convention coming out. And this one is Crunchyroll. They're doing Virtual Crunchyroll Expo 2020 because they canceled the live convention this year. Next year, they're going to have another real convention. But the virtual event is happening this weekend, September 4th through 6th. And they've officially announced their guests. And I've got to say, the guests they have are insanely big. The first one, the big one, is Junji Ito. Yes, Junji Ito, the horror psychopath. But he's there specifically to talk about Junji Ito's cat diary, Yon and Moon. So we're going to hear about him when he was still dating his wife and how he became addicted to a cat that has a skull on his back and the other cat and all the insanity behind that. You have One Piece voice actors, Mayumi Tanaka, the voice of Luffy, Kazuya Nakama, the voice of Rona Zoro, Ikui Otani, Tony Tony Chopper, and Hiroaki Hirata, the uh, voice actor for Vin Smoke Sanjin. Also, the entire anime staff for Rise of the Shield Hero. So you have the series 
composition creator Keigo Koyami, character designer Mashihiro Sua, and the producer Junichiro Tamura. You have the game staff for Grand Summoner, so that's uh, Masayuki Kamakishi or Yama P, and then global lead Eric. You have the producer of Naruto X Boruto Ninja Tribes, Kensuke Mita. You have the Tower of God character designer, Miho Taniha. You have the voice actor of Yuki Nagoto in Melancholy of Haruhu Sisumiya, Minori Chihara. You have the musician, Teddy Lord. And then you have several other people who were announced earlier. Um, the big names you have are Soma Saito, the voice actor of Tadashi Yamaguchi in Haikyuu. You have the anime director for Gibata, Masahiko Komino. And then you have the light novel artist, Sukasa Kiryu for So a Mahiro, a spider, so what? There's a, and also, of course, I can't forget Okina Baba, the writer of So a Spider, so what? There's others, and um, like I said, it's a huge list. Uh, the one that I am intrigued about the panel I want to check out is the one for Kenjiro Hata the mangaka for Hayat the combat butler because it's a pretty good manga and well we've had a lot of stuff with that so that is the big news for that so if you want to check out something cool this weekend we have the convention and then they're going to have after the event is done for 48 hours they're going to have VOD so you can watch the panels you missed which I kind of think is dumb because every other virtual convention that's been out that does VOD they've left their videos and panels on longer than just 24 hours so eh, we'll see what happens anyway so next we have the Harvey Awards yes the alternative comic book awards not like the Eisner Awards and the Harvey Awards which honor outstanding work in comics and sequential artwork revealed their list of nominations for this year's awards now, if you've never heard of the Harvey Awards, they're not as prestigious as the Eisners. However, they are cool for several reasons. They've had some great nominations, and more importantly than that, they're big with New York Comic Con. And the thing I enjoy the most is the fact that their nominations are not selected by committee. They're selected by the comic book professionals themselves. So it has a little bit more of an authenticity to it. And the nominees for this year are H.P. Lovecraft's At the Mountain of Madness by Go Tanaba, which was published by Dark Horse Comics and translated by friend of the podcast, Zach Davison. Hopefully that one wins. Yeah, The Man Without Talent by Yoshihiro Sugaka, published by New York Review Comics. The Poe Clan by Moto Hagio, published by Fantagraphics. Oh no, the next one is one I actually want to win more than I want H.P. Lovecraft to win, and that is The Way of the House Husband by Kosuke Ono, published by Viz Media. Sorry, Zach, I gotta say, Way of the House Husband has to win, because it's amazing. Um, and the last one is Witch Hat Atelier by Komei Shirahama, and this is published by Konansha. And this was a new category that was released last year, because Best Manga was released in, or sorry, it was released in 2018 best manga category was so this is kind of cool we got some great manga that's going to be out and the first award for this was won by Kabi Nagata's My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness a manga which is very well it's intriguing depressing and it's a great character study anyway last year's was more popular Kohei Harakoshi's My Hero Academia won last year so We'll have to wait and see what happens. The event is going to be happening on October 8th through 11th 
at New York Comic Con's Metaverse Digital event, so you can watch it live streaming. It'll be sometime that week. So that's the big news for the Harvey Awards. All right, next big news. So for those of you who are fans of the Line Manga app, nothing's happening with Line Manga app. However, its offshoot app, the Line Novel Online app, has closed. They closed on August 31st, and this app allowed users to publish novels online. And it was started last year, August 2019, and it's had several famous light novel authors contributing during the launch. Now, due to poor sales and a failure to attract interest from users, they've decided to close the app. The good thing, though, is if you did buy coins to buy the various novel chapters, the service is offering refunds for the unused coins purchased until November 13th through the app. So, But that is a shame because it was a very intriguing app and there were some great stories on there. I wonder what's going to happen if they're going to disappear into the ether or if they're going to do something else with it. Anyway, um, NHK announced that it's producing a live-action special film based on Hotaru Okomo and Yuko Tono's Only Yesterday manga. Now this will premiere as early as January 2021 and will be starring Keiko Matsuzaki as a 64-year-old Reiwa Teiko. And um, playing her daughter, Natsuki Sugimoto, is actress Ann. Ann. Now, this live-action show is going to center on Takio Sugimoto, who lives in Tokyo 2021. And she's living with her teenage granddaughter uh, and her uh, 30-year-old daughter, Natsuki. Now, this is going to be cool because you're also going to have Showa-era Taiko showing up to support her in her dreams of becoming an actress. Now, if Only Yesterday sounds familiar, this was adapted as a film by Studio Ghibli as a great anime that I highly recommend watching. And it's focusing on Taiko as a 27-year-old unmarried office woman. So this is her as an old woman. So this is kind of a sequel to the original um, anime and the manga. And if you've read the manga, it's actually really engaging and intriguing. And it does something really different where it has a surreal feeling to it. I showed this to Greta and I gotta say, I think she really did enjoy it. It was one which, it's one of a kind and it captures all the little stupid things that happen when you're growing up. Anyway, enough of that babbling. Let's get to some of the other news because we now have manga license news. Um, I've actually streamlined... the news section, so now it's going with the big news, then licensing news, then other news. And then we have one more this week, because there's some interesting stuff happening. But anyway, so licensing news. First off, Fatastia Inc.'s Futakia Boy Love Manga subscription service has licensed two new titles from Julian Publishing. So they're going to hit their goal of getting 500 Yaoi manga on this publishing uh, site. But they've got some pretty good ones. On September 12th, um, Sonoro no Dokoka Chizua Ni na Kuni, or An Unmapped Country Somewhere in This World by Niki Tano, is going to be released. Now, the story of this is that intrepid traveler Shin has been to practically every country on the world map, except for the blank space around 500 kilometers away from his home. However, the moment he takes a single step forward, he's immediately captured and told that anyone who goes to Array can never leave. From there, he falls in love with the bandit leader who runs the country. Seems interesting and a little weird. I do have to admit it does have a nice hook to it. I kind of am intrigued, but again, I don't know. 
Let's see. On September 13th, the uninvited cat and his fickle master, or Kumagura Gosujin to Oshikake Neko by Ko, is going to be released. And this is about a struggling college student who one day finds a person at his front door claiming to be the cat he met at park a week ago. Skeptical at first, he tries to ignore the person, but later on, Riku cracks and takes in the cat person in his home and names him Tama. But it seems that Tama has a secret of his own. What will happen when Ruko finds out? Who knows? This one sounds a little more generic. It sounds like, um, uh, what is it? Not Sheener Master. It's the one with um, her, her master's pet. It sounds very familiar and similar to that. So, I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, Glacier Bay Books, that North American book company, is releasing an English adaptation of Arata Imai's F manga. Now, this manga was originally released in Japan under the title I Am John Conti, and it's described by translator Ryan Holzberg, who is a comic, like, font of knowledge, as a, the, one of the edgiest works of manga made in the wake of the 2011 tsunami and nuclear meltdown. And it takes place a couple years after the disaster in Tohoku, northern Japan, where they've seceded from Japan, and the rebels known as the Nihonmatsu Front have been battling the more heavily armed Japanese government along the southern border of Fukushima. Meanwhile, they're being overwhelmed eternally by a faction who call themselves Nation Eft. Composed of radicalized Tohoku natives and foreign guerrillas, the black-clad Nation Eft and their Pennywise-like leader known knows only absolute obedience and cutthroat terror uh narrated from the perspective of japanese american photojournalists who secretly entered fukushima to document the conflict imai's f is a sharp and harrowing reflection on the resentment felt by fukushima residents towards the japanese government's negligence and the historical sacrifice of japan's rural margins from the majority of its urban centers crossing splintery drawings of the devastation wrought by the tsunami and meltdowns with Images drawn from newscasts about the then-rising Islamic State in the Middle East. This manga trends, uh, trespasses upon many taboos regarding political expression and moral ethic in um, Japan. When the discursive climate around the 2011 disasters were for many years sensitive to the point of repressiveness. Now this is going to be released sometime in 2021. And I've got to admit, this one sounds really intriguing and kind of cool. But also this sounds like kind of a black hat book. Or a book that's going to like disappear immediately. So if this does get made, I highly would recommend picking it up as soon as you can. Because either this is not going to sell really great, or it's going to be shut down immediately. So it's get it while you can. Okay, so Manga Plus has added two new manga. You have Sho Yamazaki's Excuse Me Dentist, It's Touching Me, or Haisha uh, San Atemas. And as usual, the first two chapters are free to read. And this is described as a human drama between a villainy-faced Yakuza and a dominant dentist. Could be romantic, could be messed up. Now, the other manga they picked up is Kai Ikeda's Hokkaido Gals Are Super Adorable, or Dosanko Gal Wa Namara Menkoi. And this is the story of a high school boy, Subasa, who moves to Katami City up in Hokkaido where he meets a gal at a bus stop. The sight of her standing alone against the white snowscape, bare-legged despite the freezing cold, captures his heart. So this is another manga about a guy falling in love with a gal. Now, for those who don't know, gals are kind of the newest version of a gangaroo girl. So like a girl who dresses slutty, 
um, wears short shorts and has her socks up high. It's kind of a weird phenomena. Anyway, um, Seven Seas has licensed seven new manga series, and one of them is going to have a light novel adaptation. So in order, we have in June 2021, Noriko Sugahara and Ayas Tsutsumi's Sadako-san and Sadako-chan manga. Now, this is a story of one day Sadako from the ring goes to claim her next victim, and she meets another girl named Sadako. Now, Sadako-chan is a precocious young girl who's eager to help Sadako-san adjust to the modern era. No more climbing out of TVs, it's all about YouTube now. Now, with the help of her new friend, can Sadako finally move on from her tragic past? This adorable spin-off of the genre-defying Ringu franchise is terrifyingly funny. Now, this is going to be released digitally and... Um, in a physical volume. So I'm kind of excited for that. Also, is it weird that there's been so much stuff with Sadako coming out? Like there's Sadako and the Apocalypse. This series, I'm curious if there's going to be one which is like, Sadako-san, please marry me. Where it's like a romance where a guy's in love with Sadako. So, who knows. Anyway, so the second one they got is uh, the, uh, Makoto Hoshino's The Take of the Outcast. Or Nokimoto Toshi no Yoru. Now this is about a young orphan girl, Wisteria, who's living in a corner of the British Empire at the end of the 19th century. Her life is desolate and bleak until she encounters Malbus, a powerful but equally lonely immortal being with a furry appearance, hunted by hunters. Together, Wisteria and Malbus roam the empire populated by humans and human-like beasts and serve a place they can live together in peace. Judging by the art of this manga and the way it sounds, this sounds like a blatant ripoff of... The Ancient Magus's Bride. And with a little bit of Beauty and the Beast twisted in. This may be good, it may be terrible. I don't know. Um, in May 2021, you have um, Miwako Sugiyama's Bite Maker, or Bite Maker Osamu no Mega. Now this can be released physically and digitally again, and it's about um, this kid Nobunaga who has won the genetic lottery and was born in Alpha. His beauty, intelligence, and talent drive everyone wild with lust. Despite his seemingly perfect life, Nobunaga is unsatisfied until he meets the woman of his dreams who could sate his every desire. Enjoy a taste of the supernatural in this Alpha, Beta, Omega tale about love, lust, and the power of attraction. Also in May 2021, you have uh, Nigiao's School Zone manga. Now this is about um, two friends who've been together forever and they've Master the art of making trouble when school's a bore. High school might be a drag, but these girls in love know just how to inject a little chaos and comedy in their sloppy school life. Uh, last one they're going to be releasing in May is going to be the um, first manga and the light novel of Kinoji and Matsuni's um, Drugstore in Another World, The Slow Life of a Cheat Pharmacist, or Cheat Kusashi no Slow Life Izikai ni Tsukuro Drugstore. Now, this is about a corporate drone, Reiji, who is teleported to a fantasy world where he discovers that he can craft potions at a higher level than its rank should allow. Taking advantage of this, Reiji makes a tidy profit, enough to open his own drugstore. Enough who can't aim his bow? Give him some eye drops. A dragon who accidentally breathes fire? Cough syrup. Reiji's now relaxing life of making medicine for fantasy creatures is about to begin. So, this takes the concept of most Izekai series and turns it on its head, similar to how it's going to be very episodic. I'm guessing a person's going to go to a shop and it's, he's going to resolve it with some magical potion. So, could be good, could be bad, not sure. Now, 
last two we have, the big one, the one that I'm actually really excited for, is in March 2021, Seven Seas is going to be publishing Imi Misuki's Magical Angel Creamy Mommy, which is an old school manga. So we're getting a re-adaptation of it. And for those who don't know, life gets super rough for idol Megumi Ayasi when Starlet and Magical Mommy joins our agency and inadvertently usurps the top spot. Rather than backing down, Ayasi leans into her jealousy and will stop at nothing to recruit claim her throne all while doing her best to be a good senpai so this is a spin on creepy mommy and might be really good now finally the last thing they're going to be releasing is well the last announcement is the first volume of sasami notori's wonder cat kyu-chan or fushigi neko no kyu-chan now this is going to be released in a large trim edition and it's about kyu-chan who loves snacks cuddles and bow ties but above all this mischievous wonder cat loves hinata the young professional who adopted Q-Chan into his home. As the two adjust to life together, they discover that they have a lot to learn from each other. The ordinary and extraordinary live side by side in this delightful slice of life comedy for animal lovers and beyond. So I'm actually excited for a lot of the stuff that Seven Seas is releasing. So we have a good choice there. Now, my arch nemesis publisher, one who I'm kind of issues with, but I still now respect, Tokyo Pop has two new licenses for their Love X Love romance imprint and these manga titles just like all the other ones will be released physically and digitally uh, on february 2nd you have this wonderful season with you or suburashi kisetsu yasami kimi and this is by atsuko yusen and it's about uh inoke the poster boy for what a typical nerd looks like he's short and slight complete with round glasses and social awkwardness his main hobby is playing video games and he's used to not having many friends at all then one day he meets Shirataki, a former member of the baseball club, and his exact opposite. Tall, muscular, and sporty. Despite their many differences, the spark of friendship between the two boys begins to grow into something more. Now, on the other hand, March 22nd, you have Kata- Katakoi Lamp by Azumi Kyohei. Now, this is about Kuzoto Moronoi, who runs a cute little coffee shop where many people enjoy doing some work or writing papers for school. Among his coffee shop regulars is a college student named June who often studies there. It was love at first sight for Kazuto. Now, will he be able to find the courage to confess his love before June graduates college and stops frequenting the shop? Who knows? But to make matters more complicated, it seems June has set his sight on another worker at the cafe. Bum, bum, bum. So, this could be good. It could be bad. Who knew? So... Uh, next, Viz Media, sublime imprint for Boys Love, has licensed Arthur Showa and artist Hiromasa Okujin's Bad Boys Happy Home, or Doseki Yankee Akamatsu 7 manga. Now, this is going to be released digitally and physically on July 13, 2020, and it follows Akamatsu, a delinquent high school student who fights with a mysterious man who lives in the park. Now, the official release teases it by asking a question can two guys with tumultuous past find healing through cohabitation there's a lot of yaoi that was picked up this week i have no idea why it's kind of crazy anyway last of the licensing news is that yen press has licensed the id invaded um break broken manga adaptation of the original anime series id invaded now this can be released physically and digitally february 2021 and it's going to be drawn by Character designer Yuki Konomo and written by the screenwriter of the anime, Otaru Meijo. Now, if you've never seen the anime, it starts off when Saikiko wakes up in a strange room next to a dead girl. And he knows two things. 
He's a brilliant detective, and he has to solve the mystery of Kaoru's death. Now, as he's trying to determine how this world works, his brain works to figure it out. It's weird, it's trippy, it's kind of like a mixture of The Cell and Minority Report with a little bit of Jason Bourne in it. So, kind of crazy. Could be good, could be really bad. Um, Greta and I did not like the show after three episodes because, honestly, it was mind-boggling at first. It took, like, three episodes to figure out what was going on. Anyway, so, um, let's get to some other news. Um, in December of this year... Uh, Digital Manga Publishing's June imprint is going to be releasing the fourth compiled volume of Ko Yanada's Twittering Birds Never Fly or Seizuru Toriwa Habatakani magazine. Now, this is the fourth edition of it, and, well, it's going to have something a little extra to it. So who knows? Um, On November 25th, now this is some big news, The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya is getting a new novel from author Nagaru Tanigawa and illustrator Noisy Ito. Now this is the first new installment in the franchise in the last nine and a half years. So there hasn't been a, a novel or in the last nine years, which is crazy. And the title for this is Suzumiya Haruhi no Choken, or The Intuition of Haruhi Suzumiya. It's going to be the 12th volume in the series, and there's going to be it's going to be three short stories combined to one. Now, cool thing is Yen Press is going to be releasing the novel digitally on the same day, so you don't have to wait too long if you are a Haruhi Suzumiya fan. Now, we reviewed The Melancholy all the way back in episode... Um, actually, let's find out when I did, because I don't remember, to be honest with you. Uh, the Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya was episode 68 of the podcast. If you go to our review archive, you can click on there and check it out now note i have to fix the review archive it's kind of a mess so maybe next week i'll fix it who knows let's get back to the news shall we so uh on october 6th all outs mangaka shiori amasi is launching a new manga titled matsukagi ni iko or under the shades of the pines now this can be released in akita shoten's Lasatsu Young Champions magazine, and it's going to center on a teacher that appears in dreams and the souls of students at a private school. Could be mysterious, could be cool. Now, next, for the 40th anniversary of Kodansha's Young magazine, Go Nagai, the creator of Mazinger Z and Cutie Honey, is penning a new one-shot manga titled Ken no Oni, or Sword Demon. It's going to be 47 pages long and revolve around the destiny that entangles legendary sword master Miyamoto Musashi and his opponent Sasaki Kojiro. I'm excited for this and I can't wait to see it. Um, on September 26th, uh, Sakai Saito is launching a new manga titled Chomatsu Touring or Touring the Apocalypse in Karakawa's Dengeki Mao magazine. Uh, taking advantage of a Japanese wordplay, the tagline for the manga reads, Enjoying touring over the weekend in the apocalypse. On October 11th, Ryota Amazumi, mangaka of Nana Tukaru, a really porny magazine, which is kind of like it's dealing with BDSM. It's weird. But anyway, is going to be drawing a new one-shot manga tentatively titled Ankoga Boku no Karashi Des, or She's My Girlfriend, in Hakusensha's Young Animal. On August 31st, Viz Media and Manga Plus, uh, well, it already happened because that was Monday, but they released the first chapter of Togo Goto and Kento Matsura's Phantom Seer, or Homomieru Shonen, in English. Now, this description is, if something strange and mysterious occurs, you should go to him. They say he has psychic powers, but convincing him to actually help with fierce phantoms may be a challenge. 
a gold future cup winner this spine tingling horror one shot returns as a full series so this might be really cool i'm definitely gonna check it out anyway so final bit of news because we've been going way on too long first off on a december 28th kumi yoshinaga's oku the last chamber which we reviewed all the way back in um we reviewed oku the last chamber all the way back in episode 159 of the podcast is ending the final chapter is going to be like we said it's going to be december 28th and it's going to be ending after 19 volumes in 16 years so wow how's it going to end who knows um Achiro Oda announced at an interview with the Arashi Band's A La Tube variety show that he plans to end One Piece in four or five years. Sure. And also, Kentaro Mirai is going to be finishing Berserk next week. Yeah, that's never going to end. Anyway, last bit of news, the final news about a manga series ending. Um, Tadashi Agi announced on Twitter that his and Shu Okamoto's The Drops of God is nearing its end. Now, the final story arc, Marriage Kami no Shizuku Saishio, launched in 2015, and you can read all of Drops of God on Comicology. It's an amazing series, and I love our review of it, which you can check out on the podcast. It was, um, hold on, I can tell you right now. It was all the way back in episode uh, 160, so it's been a while. I should really bark this down in the show notes. Kinda. But anyway. So that is the manga news of the day. Now, technically I could put a commercial right now. And maybe I will. If you guys think I should put commercials in between the manga news and the review, let me know. Zanitspiker.com Anyway, so now that that's done, let's actually get to the reason why I do this podcast. Which is the manga review. And so if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only the Wheel of Manga... And it dictated to be reviewing a manga that was written by Mari Oka. Yes, the legendary manga legend wrote a manga. Now, this is illustrated by Now Emota, published by Kodansha and released over here by Kodansha USA. It is a shonen series that originally ran from December 2016 to October 2019. There are eight volumes. It is a coming-of-age story, and it is known as Ariburu... Kisetsu no Otome Tomoyo, or, as we know it over here, O Maidens in Your Savage Season. So, like I said, this is a manga that was written by an anime legend, and she does an amazing job with this story, which is about five girls and them dealing with the bittersweet and kind of kinky and sexy in a little way journey from girlhood to whatever comes next. It's, you know, supposed to be a funny, moving, and mortifying story where a lot of stuff happens. And it centers around our, the five girls who are part of a school's literary club. Where most times you have literature clubs where they read, okay, this week we're going to read Harry Potter. This week we're going to read maybe The Odyssey. This club is, we're going to read essentially Harlequin novels. And they're old um, advisor left because he retired and early on he was like having them read Anne of Green Gables and some very nice happy stories and then when they left he's like okay we're going to read porn now so it's kind of weird and just kind of what the hell so you have five members you have the leader of the group Rika Sonazaki who is a tall 
kind of, let's be honest, she's a super prude. And she runs the club like a military. She says what's going on. She gives them assignments. And she's super ashamed of her interest in the opposite sex. She thinks it's bad, impure. For example, she wants them not to use the word sex in the club at all. So she wants to come up with like a secret word that you can use instead of sex. So she says, okay, everyone come up with a huge assignment. And then she finds a really cool thing. It's sin in the... Uh, sin in everywhere. Um, anyway, so it's like, so she says, well, how are we going to say this? How about we abbreviate it instead of saying this really long phrase? Okay, so how about S-E-X? God damn it. Because cross. So it's like, so S-E cross, which comes out to sex. And she's like, God damn it. So eventually they end up calling sex S-E cross when they want to talk about it instead of saying S-E-X. And the thing is that she's also someone who all of their class thinks she's horrible. They don't like her. They think she's ugly. Except there's one kid in her class, Shun Amagiri, who likes her. It's like, you're really cute. And he wants to get to know her. But she's like, no, boy, bad. And she runs away. So it's kind of, that's going on with her. Then you have the mysterious girl, Hitoha Hongo, who is this short girl who's kind of emo-ish. And she writes for a living. She's a writer. Her publisher thinks she's a 40-year-old virgin. And she writes erotica. And she spends half her time talking on an online adult chat with this guy, Milsan. Milosan. And she's known as Hitoto-san. Eventually, she discovers that Milosan is actually her teacher in school. And the fact that they were talking like dirty... And she's like, fine, I'll blackmail you. You'll become the advisor for our club so we don't get shut down because the principal doesn't like us. And now they're in a really weird relationship thing where they still talk online and it's awkward. But who knows? Um, you have uh, Momoko Sudo, who is kind of the normal girl. I think there's something up with her, but she's just like, she's interested in relationship with guys, but she's, she's trying to dive in head first. I don't know what's going to happen with her. And then you have Nina Sugawara and Kazuo Onodera. Best friends, and it looks like they're in love with the same boy. Because Onodera is in love with her next-door neighbor, Izumi. But Izumi and her have a very strained relationship. Because Izumi is her childhood friend. They've been friends for years. She's protected him. She knows everything about him, like the fact that he hates his he hates carrots. She brings over food all the time. And he's super popular because he got cute and he's good at soccer. So when he got cute, and even though she was his best friend, all the other girls in the school were like, hey, bitch, stay away from him. You're not good enough for him. So she has a bit of a fear that she's not good enough for him. And this leads to some... Like, she's distancing herself, and he still wants to be friends. However, one time she comes over to drop some food off, and she finds Izumi looking at porn. And she's like, oh, God. Oh, God. Boys, think about that. And she's super confused by it. It leads to a lot of confusion and things. And Izumi is he's kind. He's caring. He's a good person. But let's be honest. He's a kid. He has no knowledge about sex or love. And he, he's just a confused kid. And he admits to her. He tells her. He's like, I'm just as confused as you are. I'm just trying to figure this out. And I know you are too. And this is leading to some issues later on. So 
this is a coming of age story that is diverse and different and it's a little cringy but it's one where it kind of it explains what's going on through their head as they're going they're learning about life and I'm surprised this isn't a shoujo I really am not it says the shonen and it's weird because I would think Mari Okada would have made a shoujo for this to explain this but the subject matter is real it's each of these characters have their reasons for what they're doing they all feel fully realized and to talk about such a shocking topic as se cross i gotta say that it takes a lot of guts to do that and i think that they do an amazing job with it now if you're interested in character studies this manga is truly worth your time the art style is excellent, it's clean, it's well done. It reminds me a little bit of the Golden Sheep in the art style, but I think that it's got its own spin, which I find endearing. And there are some scenes which are tragic and sad. Like when someone realizes that maybe the person they like doesn't like them back, you could feel for the character, and that's a great thing when you are able to empathize with the characters in a manga. And I've got to say the MVP for this definitely is the president. I think she's the most funny and weird character because she is so contradictory where she's like, I hate this. This is not cool. In the middle of class, she's muttering about how everybody's a slut and she gets made fun of. And then the one kid's like, I like her. And then she's like, oh my God, he likes her. And she freaks out when Shun says he likes her. And she tells him straight up when... He begins to confess to her. She asks him to write a 50-page paper about why he likes her. I mean, who in their right mind would do that? I mean, I don't think that Greta would do that, but I don't know, maybe she would. I mean, I could fill a 100-page paper on why I love her. But the point is that he is given this insane topic because I think she thinks that he'll never do it. And the next time he sees her, he wrote a 50-page paper on why he likes her. And it's not stupid reasons. I mean, out of the five characters, if you look at how everything is going on, she's probably going to have the most healthy relationship out of all of them. Because he's a good guy and he's pushing for it. And while I'm not the main demographic for this manga, I do find it endearing and I do find it just, you know, bittersweet and fun and moving and it sometimes it is like mortifying like a kid asking her parents about what's going on you're like oh my god that's what the like the cringy moments that are so cringy and for all these reasons i have to give this our highest rating of really 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 effing cool just because of respect for rika sonazaki because she doesn't like cursing i'm gonna give it that reason but it's really 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 effing cool if you don't read this now your brain will freeze your eyes will swell and your soul will be forfeit to the great Zolmo Gustar you gotta read this it is one which is engaging it's intriguing and it's so different and while it is a little weird with some of the elements especially the whole story of Hitoha because that's just kind of uh, it's not grooming but it's a whole thing it's got a interesting hook to it now if you've read this let me know what you think email me zanspirekin.com 
Do you think this is one of those mangas which is well done? Do you think this is a manga that shouldn't have been written at all? Let me know what you think. So, anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We're coming to the end, and beforehand, let's talk about the manga releases for September 1st, 2020. We've got 22 titles. And uh, the first one is one which I don't even think is going to be released, and we're talking about Act Age Volume 2. Now, I'm pretty sure that Act Age is currently not being sold anywhere, so yeah, that's done. Uh, you have Aphoretta, I Heart Isekai Volume 3, Cube Arts Volume 1, Daytime Shooting Star Volume 8, Demon Slayer Kimitsu no Yaiba Volume 16, Dr. Stone Volume 13, Dragon Ball Super Volume 10, Haikyuu Volume 40, Kaguya-sama Love is War Volume 16, that one I'm excited for. Knights of the Ice Volume 3. Living Room Matsunaga-san Volume 4. Makeup is Not Just Magic, a manga guide to cosmetics and skincare, the manga. My Dress Up Darling Volume 2. One Piece Aces Story Volume 2. Saint Young Men Omnibus 3, which is Volumes 5 and 6. You have Skip Beat Volume 44. Snow White with the White Hair Volume 9. So I'm a Spider, So What, Volume 9 of the Light Novel. You have the one which I'm really excited for, Spy X Family, Volume 2. The Quintessential Quintuplets, Volume 10. Waiting for Spring, Volume 13. And then finally, With a Dog and a Cat, Every Day is Fun, Volume 1. Now this week you've got a tremendous amount of great potential for mangas. I mean, not just with Spy X Family, but you also have the Quintessential Quintuplets, So I'm a Spider, So What. Snow White with the Red Hair, Saint Young Men, uh, Living Room Matsunaga-san, Kaguya-sama, Haikyuu, Dragon Ball, Dr. Stone, Demon Slayer, Cube Art, Alpharetta, so many good mangas this week. So which ones are you interested in? Let me know, zanatspireconnect.com. And remember that Zan with an X, not with a Z. So I think that's it for this episode. Hope you guys have been having fun. And with that in mind, let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. Sorry about that, my throat's a little sore, sorry. Um, But anyway, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Aspirican Manga Review, episode 385. And I'm excited because there's some good manga on this list. So let's spin and see. Number one. Wow, I didn't expect that. So in the next episode, we're reviewing the one of the older mangas on this list and one which I've been wanting to read for a while. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Honey and Clover. What's it about? Well, you gotta stay tuned to find out. As usual, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate this. I love doing this podcast. I want to keep doing it as long as I can. Hope you guys have been having fun. Hope you guys have been enjoying this. As usual, I've been your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time and keep reading manga. See ya. どうしてみんなあれを知ろうとするのあれにどんな魅力があるっていうのもしかして君もあれを知りたかったりあれを知らなきゃ君を知れなかったりそんなのって<笑>